We are on Ksubis, the very bottom of Mem Aleph and Bez, beginning uh, on 41b, beginning a new Mishnah, a new Perak, a new chapter. And this new Perak is somewhat of a continuation of our last topic. Uh, it'll begin with a continuation of the topic of Nara and uh, of Pitui and Ones, of seducing and the case of rape of a girl between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half. Uh, but a large part of the parak, a large part of the chapter, um, in a little bit, will switch gears and it will move on to discuss uh, the jurisdiction of the father over his daughter who is under the age of 12. And what exactly does that look like? What, what kind of jurisdiction does he have? What does he not have? And also a few other very interesting topics along the way. So let's begin the Mishnah. The Mishnah says something which uh, we were already introduced to in the last chapter. If there is a pitui of an if there is seduction of a girl between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half, so then the boshes, the payment for the embarrassment, the payment for the pigam, the lowering of her value, the depreciation of her value, the knas, the fine of 50 shekel, all that goes to her father. And in a case of an ones, in a case of um, of a rape, so then in that case, it, the in a, we have those three, but in addition to that, there's also tsar, there's also the pain uh, that is caused in the act itself. Again, many would say that today, nowadays, there would also be uh, doctor's fees included in all of this and therapy um, to try to bring her back to somewhat of a normal life. Um, when it comes to the tsar, it doesn't say the pain, it doesn't say explicitly that we're talking about the fact that it's given to the father. Um, the Pasuk does say that the knas is given to the father, the fine is given to the father, and the boshe, the mission tells us the boshes and the begam, the embarrassment and uh, the impact it has on her value, uh, the that is given to the father. Uh, the most do say that the pain also, the payment for the pain that was caused is also given to the father, but there there are uh, there is a minority opinion of the Ravid who says that that actually belongs to her because that's the, that is uh, the pain has to go to her. That's pain on her on her body itself, and so that has to be given to her. Okay, and so that's something that we've already discussed in the past. And in fact, the Gemara will ask why do, why is this mentioned here? We already knew about this, uh, but the Mishnah continues and is now essentially discussing at what point in time is there a change that occurs where she will now receive this um, this payment. When does that change? When does uh, when is she no longer under the jurisdiction of her father with regards to these areas? So the Mishnah says, If they already went to court before the father passed away, so then it belongs to the father, even if the father... Even if the father passes away afterwards, after they, they, they've gone to court, so then the regular laws of Yerusha of inheritance kick in, and that payment, even though it wasn't received yet, but it should be given to the sons. In the Torah, if the father passes away, the first line, the first ones who get receive the Yerusha, the inheritance, um, are, the, are the sons. So then it's given to the sons, even though the father never received it yet. 
However, however, if they have not gone to court yet, and the father passes away, so it's not given to the father, she is no longer under his jurisdiction because he passed away. So she receives it. She receives she receives the payment if the father passes away before they go to court. So it seems like going to court is the is really the 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 point in time in which there's a, a change. Um, if something happened, if if she leaves his jurisdiction before they go to court, so then she receives the 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 payment. If she leaves his jurisdiction after they go to court, so then it belongs to the father, and then if the father passes away, so then to his sons. And so similarly, let's say they go to court before she turns 12 and a half, and now she's a bogares. She is viewed halachically as an adult, no longer under his jurisdiction. doesn't make a difference, since when they initially went to court, she was under the age of 12 and a half, so therefore it belongs to the father. Um, and in fact, if the father dies, so then it's given over to the sons. She does not receive it because it's given to the sons in uh, the laws of Yerusha. Um, however, if she becomes a Bulgaris, obviously this, the action took place, the bia, uh, the seduction or the rape took place when she was still between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half. However, they did not go to court yet and she already reached the age of 12 and a half, so then it goes to her at the time that they go to court. So then she's she's no longer under her father's jurisdiction, and it goes to her. And that is the position of the Tanakama, of the uh, first part of our Mishnah. It's very important because uh, this is discussed uh, at length, that the Knas, the, this is a fine, it only really begins to kick in at the time that they go to court. It's not like the obligation kicks in right away. Uh, at the time when the action took place, and therefore there's an obligation to pay. No, it kicks in when they go to court. There is a discussion about why the Boshis and the Pagam, what about the Boshis and Pagam? What about uh, the actual uh, damage that occurred with regards to the humiliation humiliation that occurred and uh, the payment of her value, which went down? Um, so that usually kicks in right away. So some of the commentators, Tosos on the page, one of the classic commentators explains that Boshis and Pagam, the embarrassment, the payment for the embarrassment, and the payment for the lowering of her value, it's true that the obligation really kicks in right away, and really it's belonging to the father uh, right away, and therefore she should not receive it, even if she becomes a Bulgaris, even if she becomes 12 and a half before they go to court. But because uh, the Torah tells us that Boshis and Pagam is connected to Knas, so just like the Knas kicks in only after they go to court, so too Boshis and Pagam, it only kicks in after they go to court. Um, so that that itself is is an important note. And the mission now uh, brings down Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon argues, Rabbi Shimon Omer, no, it's not based on, uh, the change doesn't occur about when they go to court. It's, Rabbi Shimon says that no, until the father actually collects the payment, so then let's say the father died after um, after they go to court, but he still has not yet collected the payment, and he dies, so then it belongs to the daughter. It does, in fact, belong to the daughter. Shimon argues and says that no, until the father actually receives once the father receives it, so then fine. It's his. If he passes away, it's regular laws of Yerusha, of inheritance, and it goes to the son. Uh, but until then, until the father uh, actually takes it, he, he receives the payment, so then if he passes away, even if it was after the court case, Shimon argues and says that it really belongs to her. 
However, when it comes to other forms of other other scenarios where the father has jurisdiction over his daughter, it concludes the Mishnah. Moving on to Membezim and Aleph forty-two A, Maisa Let's say uh, the money that she makes, or if she finds anything as uh, as a girl under the age of twelve, twelve and a half, Alf And then everybody agrees that even if a, even Rabbi Shimon agrees that even if the father did not collect yet and he passes away. It still belongs to the father. Those for sure belong to the father. Our case is different. Our case, she has rights to the payment. Uh, there's different ways to phrase it, whether it's uh, she has uh, she has rights and the father has rights, but the father has uh, comes first. Um, but in the end of the day, she has, she has rights to the payment. So if the father passes away, so then she's allowed to collect. There's a machlokas. There's an argument about whether what happens if he passes away um, after the after they went to court, before they collect, so then what's the halacha there? That's the machlokas between the first opinion and Rabbi Shimon. But in the end of the day, she also has a connection to the to the money. However, when it comes to uh, when she makes when she works, the money she makes from working or uh, from things that she finds, so then she has no connection to that. Everything that she has uh, is given over to her father. Even if they, even if the father did not collect it yet, and the father passes away, it's then given over to uh, the father's sons. Okay, that is the Mishnah. Says the Gemara, the opening Gemara, my Kamash Malan, what is the Mishnah coming to teach us? Tanina, we already had a Mishnah which explained all these different cases of Pitui and Ones and uh, what, are the, what, are the, what are the monetary obligations within them about the Boshes, Pagam, the Knas, the humiliation, the uh, lowering of her value, the knas, the fine. Well, what is it coming to teach us? We already have a mission. We already had a Mishnah that explained the three things that, in the case of a seduction, she receives, or the, her father receives, and then the additional tsar, the pain that was caused, applies in the case of an ones, in the case of a rape. Um, so what's the Mishnah coming to teach us? So the Gemara will give one answer first. We'll reject that answer, and then we'll provide... Uh, the final answer. So where it says, no, the mission is there to teach us that the payment is given over to the Father. We didn't know yet that the payment is given over to the Father. So where it says, wait a minute. Where says, obviously it's given to the Father. Let's say it's given to her. as in a case of, uh, In a case of a seduction. It's given to her. We would never, would we ever entertain such a possibility that's given to her? She did this on her own. She did this willingly. She wanted to do this, um, and so because of that, so then there's no, there's no payment to her. She should not receive payment. She's, she wanted to do this. She got herself into this. This is all with her knowledge. So there is, no, shouldn't be any payment whatsoever. The only time there's payment is when it's okay. So then there's a change that occurs that it impacts uh, the father. It's given to the father. So then she cannot. Forgo it, but if she did this all on her own, she's mochelas. Uh, she forgives. Uh, she says, I, "I don't want this. I, I did this uh, with my knowledge, and I understood what I was doing." Um, if it's given to the father, it's one thing. Okay, so now the, the father is the one uh, who's in charge. He's not going to be mochel. He's not going to forgive this payment. But if it's her, she's the one who wanted to do this, so she'll be mochelas. She'll uh, she'll forgive him and, and uh, forgo the the payment. Um, so the Gemara says that there's there's not even a possibility to we can't even entertain the possibility that it should go to her because if it went to her then in the case of Mafata uh, she shouldn't receive anything she did this on her own she did this willingly 
So, the, so we wouldn't need the Mishnah to teach us this. Obviously, it goes to the father. So the Gemara answers, no. Um, the Gemara answers, The reason why we have our entire Mishnah is really just to teach us the end of the Mishnah. The end of the Mishnah about the whole discussion about what happens if the father dies after they go to court. So according to the first opinion, it belongs to the father because once they go to court, so then the Kanas is his. According to Rabbi Shimon, it's not his until he actually he actually receives the payment. Even if they went to court and the court decided that he's deserving of payment until he actually receives the payment, so then it's still not his. And if he passes away, it would go to the daughter. The daughter has the rights before the sons. Um, and that's really the that argument between the first opinion and Rabbi Shimon is really the reason why we bring down our Mishnah. Okay, that's the Gemara that relates to that part of the Mishnah. The next Gemara is really a, a longer topic about one, really, one issue. Um, and so we'll stop here and we'll learn that, that Gemara and that other issue in the next class.